Sands is a formidable four-story haunted attraction nestled in Pontiac, Michigan and open during the Halloween season. From 2005 to 2009, it held the Guinness World Record for being the largest walkthrough haunted attraction. Its chilling origins trace back to the year 2000 when it breathed new life into an abandoned four-story parking garage dormant for nearly half a century. Prior to Erebus's arrival, this very structure languished as an indoor junkyard. The visionaries behind this macabre masterpiece are none other than Edward and Jim Terabus, distinguished for their prior ventures into the realm of haunted attractions around the Detroit area. Before Erebus, their expertise was demonstrated through portable haunts constructed within trailers. Complementing Erebus, they also helmed the publication Fear Finder, a seasonal beacon that serves as a central nexus for Michigan's haunted houses, facilitating effortless discovery for the intrigued and the brave-hearted alike. And so we are lucky to have with us in studio tonight to discuss the entertainment of fear and haunted attractions, none other than Ed Terabis himself. Welcome to Ghostly Talk. Thank you very much. You're that welcome. Pretty good introduction, man. Thank I hope you. I can live up to it. <laughs> well, I want to take this in the weeds right now by, by saying this. Erebus has been, and I'll, I'm going to openly admit I've never been, and it's for the simple reason that I've heard about it, right? I'm too scared. And yeah, it's like, I don't want to just, it's just too much for me. You know, and that's no offense to you guys, obviously. It's just Actually, it's a compliment to you guys. I've heard stories from friends, and they're like, it's insane. It's completely insane. Uh, and I, I feel like it's too much for me, but I've heard story after story after story of Erebus over many years now. And the fact that you're sitting here, it's kind of cool. <laughs> it's it's kind of like meeting a celebrity. Hey, so I appreciate we appreciate the time. No problem. In fact, uh, you know, for people like you, yeah, we just started this year a thing called Making of the Monster. Of yeah, like behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and uh, that worked out. You know, it's I think a lot of people. I think your imagination is almost bigger than we can be. You know, but this allows people to come on in. In fact, I think we have this scheduled to talk about in a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. But you know, we can get to it now. It's cool. Uh, either way, however you want to do it, man. <laughs> no, well, yeah. Well, let's talk about making it because this is a a tour you guys do. Am I? Oh, uh, you want? Well, we, we open up the haunted house. Yeah. Uh, no actors. Mm-hmm. We shut down anything that might really jump out. But I do leave yeah. some animatronics on, some of the walls moving, some mm-hmm. of the walls rocking, that kind of thing. The, you know, we turn the you know the the, the lights are on, the sounds are on, mm-hmm. and we have like forty two TV monitors throughout the house. And it talks about our history, where we, you know, how we got to where we're at, what mm-hmm. we're doing, how we came up with the name. Yeah. You know, you know, meet some of the guys that work in the haunted house. Yeah. And how we, you know, you can kind of see the prop, and you can kind of see how it works in a TV screen. But yeah. It's not going to come and get you, but you can kind of see how it gets other people. See, that really surprises me. I mean, I think it's really cool that you guys do that. Um, as I mentioned to you earlier, before we even started recording, I'm like, hey, let's, I'll, I'll be careful. I don't want to have any trade secrets get out i'm sure there's some <laughs> trade secrets in this industry i'm sure there is and it seems like you're opening your doors up to people and, and more or less turning the lights on and showing people the whole operation am i correct well the lights aren't on 100 percent. we still got the <laughs> effects lights on and you're not you know you're kind of walking through the house and yeah we're we're, we're showing what we want to share we you know even the philosophy behind it i mean the cool thing is that we you know uh, you know the people that have been coming through, I'm in the exit lobby every time. Yeah. Ask me any question you want. I'm, I'm taking people back in the haunt, mm-hmm. showing things. Uh, you know, one of my favorite things to show people is, you know, just we're, we're trying to break down the philosophy of how things work and the scaring process. You ever sit in a car at a, at a street light and the car in front of you rolls forward a little bit mm-hmm. and you slam on the brakes because mm-hmm. you can feel yourself moving? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't move, but you felt it. Yeah. I thought about that thing for five years. How can I re- redo that? And how can I put that into play? And I figured it out. 
And okay. we have a room. I can take you in the basement. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I'm like a wizard. Because <laughs> I can stand there and I can move you without touching you. And it's all about, you know, you got to think about the, you know, how does it work? You know, it's like, if you look at that car rolling, it doesn't get you. Yeah. If you're not paying attention, it's in your peripheral vision. You go, oh, you know. Well, it's hypervigilance to me. And so it seems like that would be, and that's, you know, not to cut you off. Ed, yeah, but no problem. That's was one of the things I really wanted to talk to you about tonight. Because we obviously deal with a lot of paranormal stuff and, you know, otherworldly stuff, weird stuff. And stuff that gets to your mind, right? Yeah. And that's what I, you know, I think all the years you guys have, which is 23 years, Erebus has been around roughly. Yeah, but we've been doing it for 44. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, my God. So we oh, did, got, this has been your entire career. This is uh, 24 years for Erebus, but we did it for 20 years prior to that. In okay. fact, you might, you might, if you were in this area for a while, mm-hmm. uh, we were east side. We were at uh, 12 in Van Dyke, 13 and a half in Mound, 16 in Van Dyke, 17 in Van Dyke. Hall Road. And separate separate haunted houses. Just... It, it was one one haunted house that moved around. It was in, okay. in like shopping center parking lots. It okay. Was a trailer. It used to be called the Haunted Gallery. I remember that. that you're was... you're 100 right. My parents took me to that when yep. I was younger. Oh wow. So I have been. We have crossed paths. Well, that's I kind of want to start with the origin story. Then, what got you intrigued to start this business of? creating the manufactured haunt for people, the experience. Uh, 100% all my brother's fault. <laughs> um, so at the time, you know, my brother was approximately 28 years old. Yeah. He was working for a company, and the owner of the company or the boss of the company was with the JCs. Okay. Part of the JCs program is to bring other people in. So his job was to bring somebody else. He told Jim, you got to join the JCs. Mm-hmm. So Jim joined his JCs, and they were doing a haunted house project. And mm-hmm. he just fell in love. He went, oh, my God, you should do this and this and this. They're going, settle down, Jim. Just do what you're supposed to do. No more, no less. Mm-hmm. And he just he just thought that was the greatest thing in the whole world. There and, was the JCs um, at 13 and John R. at Lamphere High School, and there was a haunted house there also. Did Jim have something to do with that one? Uh, no, actually he okay. was with the Troy JCs. Okay. And right. at the time I believe they were at Oakland mall. Okay. And then, uh, but no, JCs were, they were powerful. At one point in time, I didn't want to say there was like 40 JC haunted houses in the Michigan. That was my here. very first one that mm-hmm. I ever went to was a JC's haunted house. They, they, they'd open up in a kind of a, a warehouse area, put up like the kind of. I don't know, side panels around yeah. and turn into a maze basically. Yeah, basically inside a maze. Inside the building. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was my first one. Yeah, so ended up uh, he ended up uh, that JC chapter went down. He ended up going from that job to working for Ford's. Got laid off from Ford's, and he just said, "I'm gonna build a haunted house." <laughs> and he started lining things up, and uh, he actually started pre-building a building in his backyard, making the panels and all that good stuff. Yeah. And then we actually got don't ask me how we got approval from Tech Plaza at Twelve and Van Dyke to set it up in front of Kmart's. Oh yeah. So it was a 1,200-square-foot building. We built in the parking lot. We actually had the old, the whole outer structure done, and there were like 60-mile-an-hour winds. So we had no inner support. You're basically yet. building a house in a parking lot. Yeah, but the winds w- wiped it out, rolled it across a parking oh lot. We God. spent three days fixing it, finally put it all back together. It, you know, Back then, in 1981, yeah. uh, Jim was 28, I was 18. And we ran the first haunted house, charging a buck fifty to get in. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> wow. we lost money. We didn't make no money. <laughs> and the other, you know, it was kind of, you know, 
lot of lot of dilemmas, a lot of problems. You figure it all out. One of them was we were set up on the low low end of the parking lot, mm-hmm. so every time it rained, the customers were walking through three four inches of water, oh, no. you know, through puddles. You know, yeah. Nobody complained. We had fun. I mean, we had a blast. Uh, you know, I had a riot. Uh, but we immediately went to mobile home trailers the following year. Elevate it, get uh, it off the ground. So yeah. we had, yep, get them off the ground. We'd be able to work on it year round, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of thing. And all the we we bought trailers that had flash fires in them. Flash fires were actually like ninety eight percent smoke damage. Just, but it wasn't and, destroyed the structure though. Yeah, two percent fire yeah. damage. It was, all, it was all smoke damage. Even when we gutted the whole things afterwards yeah. and redid them. Every time it rains, you could smell that smokiness, mm. you know, inside there. You know, it's pretty crazy. That probably that's, added to it. I was going to say that's going to just add to the ambience of that thing. Yeah, to me. So that was uh, the the second year we had four trailers come out to about twenty eight hundred square feet, and you know we actually built these things up. We charged, th- I think we were up to three bucks back then. And then the third year we added a fifth trailer in the middle of it, come out to thirty four hundred square feet. We ran that for thirteen years. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It was just a hobby. We just having fun. We ran it for back then they allowed us to open up for sixteen days. Wow. So what what compelled you then to buy an abandoned parking structure in Pontiac, Michigan and decide we're gonna go like all like in? Well, after running that one for thirteen years, we donated that unit to a church for a buck. The they, entire unit that you built out, um, all but one trailer. Okay, you know, they ended up. Uh, they had a haunted house. You, you know, they were doing a haunted house, and then mm-hmm. they were moving from one location to the other. They were going to be outdoors, and mm-hmm. we gave them our trailers, and we got bigger trailers. Yeah. Uh, you know, those were twelve by fifty-five. These were fourteen foot by seventy foot, and we had ten of them. Whoa! Um, so that answers you know, the question mm-hmm. you just asked. Mm-hmm. Now we're moving 10, 14-foot trailers that take up two lanes of the highway, special permits, storage, you know, running of yep. temporary electrical, temporary power, temporary water, everything. Mm-hmm. We're going, man, all the money we're spending, we could afford a building. Mm-hmm. And we started looking for a building. Mm-hmm. And the building we we're at now, we actually looked at, and the uh, owner had a, we wanted an astronomical price for it. And we said, no, we can't afford that. And we mm-hmm. left, and we looked at other buildings, and we were... You know, negotiating mm. other things. We just happened to go back, and uh, we negotiated a better price. It was still more than other buildings were selling for. Yeah, but we bought that place. You know, we bought that building in 1998. Mm-hmm. Um, I sold my house. Jim remortgaged his house. Wow. Um, it was kind of like the Vikings. Vikings would sail across the ocean, <laughs> and then they either they burn the ships, we either succeed or die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where we were at. Man. You went all in. You just went we, all in. We went all in, man. I, I lived in that building from 1998 to 2013. Wow. Um, I can tell you about living in the bowling alley. I lived in the room downstairs. <laughs> I lived on the third floor in uh-huh. the room, and the bathroom was three flights down and across the building. In the wintertime, I literally peed in a bucket. Oh, my God. <laughs> because it was, it was too cold to run across the building. I oh. emptied my bucket every morning, you know. Oh um, I can go, oh, poor me. It was an no, adventure. No, yeah. I, I had a blast. I had right. a lot of fun. I mean, I used to take my van. You could drive. Cause it was, it was that a, big of a building. Yeah. It was a parking structure. Yeah. And it was actually made to go up two more stories, but the depression hit. And they only came up with three floors above ground rather than, you know, five. Okay. Um, so you could, you know, drive my car up there and I hang a hook on my car and hang a hook on, my, on the wall. I'd sleep in a hammock up on the roof under the stars. And the cool thing is because Pontiac, it's downtown, it's all cement, mm-hmm. no bugs. Oh. So beautiful. Thing. But then I found out you got to sleep 
next to the elevator shaft because that sun come up and woof, oh, that sun's hot at six o'clock warm. in the morning, oh, man. Yeah, warm. <laughs> I walked by the building uh, last summer. I was up there. I was up there at the Crowfoot for a concert. Okay. Uh, right, right, yeah, your neighbors basically. Kitty Corner. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kitty Corner. And I walked by the building. I was just waiting for the show and it was there early and just walked by and I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> there it is. And it's a massive building. It it's, is massive. It, it's over 100,000 square feet. It's massive. I have to ask though, where'd you guys get the name from? I mean, as far as an origin, um, I mean, where'd that come from? We were uh, we were called the Haunted Gallery before, yeah. mm-hmm. and that was kind of like the gallery that came to life is our philosophy behind it. Mm-hmm. And we were moving to Pontiac. We wanted one name. Mm-hmm. You know, we wanted something, you know, it wasn't haunted, slaughtered, massacred, something that was just kind of just a name, mm-hmm. like Madonna or Cher or something right. like that. Yeah. And I just happened to be reading a vampire novel. Mm-hmm. And in, the va- in his vampire novels, and he started talking about this underground lair called Erebus. I'm going, Erebus, what's, what's that? Because that's, yeah. you put a T in front of it, you get Terebus, that's yeah. our last name. Yeah. Oh, is that how you say that, so, Terebus? I think I said Terebus. Yeah, well, we, we, yeah, it's Terebus, but, you know, it's it's it, proper pronunciation of Erebus is Erebus. Okay, not yeah. Terebus. okay. Um, so we didn't slaughter the name too bad. Okay. You no, you did fine. It's okay. <laughs> so then I immediately jumped in, you know, got in a Webster definition, you know, a dictionary there. And uh, Erebus is the darkness beneath the earth that the dead must pass that's to crazy. reach Hades. That's crazy. And the it word all just makes, it, but, that's, that's almost too uncanny that that yeah. just all oh, makes like sense. like we were meant the to do is, this stuff. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Greek mythology, it's a son of chaos and brother of night. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of kind of crazy that it just it Just like came that. together like I went running in, I go, Jim, look at this. Oh my God. <laughs> You know, and uh, we're laughing and giggling, and my dad goes, you branded something for 20 years, and you're going to change the name? Yeah, look at this. (laughs) Well, you grew. You're obviously growing, though. I mean, that's just growth. That's what it was. I mean, as far as scale and and size, and that's part of the whole thing, in my opinion, is change. That's cool, though. Well, I was just going to say, like, that name is awesome. It always stuck out. Like, cause you don't the, forget it. No, all you the other ones it. are like, yeah, like slaughter it, sundown. And they're all these like kind of re- like cheesy names. And then you hear like Erebus and it sounds mysterious. And like, 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 I don't I, like, it's very cool. No, it's, it's what people I've heard. Like I said, all the stories I've heard of, of Erebus friends of mine. And again, it's just that name. Like you're saying, it's a name that just sticks with you. It gets under your skin a little bit. Right. And then when you, and there's our cats talking to us. We told you, you can hear them yelling. <laughs> uh, I think it's just, it, and it, it's also, it just rolls off the tongue too. It just, it just makes sense to me, especially as it, how it ties in with your last names. I honestly not knowing you, and when I got your name, I'm like, oh, I know. so that's his nickname. I know. That's kind of cool. I looked that's at kinda, that too, yeah, and I'm, I'm like, there has to cool. be a connection there. Like, well, Terribus, terrible, <laughs> terrible. You know, I thought it was kind of, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of neat. That's a play on words, yeah. But that's your actual last name. Oh, I love it. So you're only, what, what, how long are you open for during every year? When does it open? We usually open mid-September okay. into the first week of November, weekend of November. Okay. So we'll be open till November 4th this year. And so you're open for just this Month and a month and like a month half. and a half. Mm-hmm. Sure, but are you working on this the entire yeah. rest of I want, the year? I'm curious about this. Or do like, you get to take a big like break of time? Like like you guys, you, just obviously in my opinion, you guys are grinding right now. And I said this, I've probably said this a couple of times. The fact that you're here right now kind of blows me away. I'm like, you got to be so busy right now at this time of year. Um, Believe it or not, is actually the busy part is pre-opening. Okay, so, yeah. Because you, know, you think about it, I mean, the tough part about a haunted house industry or running a haunted house is. Yeah. You know, like, like McDonald's, you get a McDonald's up and running, you get a manager in place, you get people working, yeah, and you go, okay, yeah. we can move to the next one. Mm-hmm. You know, as soon as our season's over, you know, voom, 
you know, 100 people go away, mm-hmm. and then you got to try to corral them all back again. And that would be very difficult to do with more than one location, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, yeah. guys are doing it, but oof, it's not two times as much work. It's like four times as much work. Right. So, yeah, the tough part is getting it all open, getting everybody back in play. Because mm-hmm. as soon as, you know, like by the end of the season, it's a, it's just a smooth running machine. Yeah, you got everything and, in place. Yeah. It's been going for a while, so you're nice and warm by the end there. Oh, yeah. Um, and then it's time to shut it down. And uh, But I imagine over. you guys probably work on this. You do probably have to work on this all year long. I mean, you're saying, yeah, the preparation, of course, is intense. But this has to be a year-long job for you yeah, guys just it, to kind of keep things going. And it's, it's just, you know, between the haunt, between the mm-hmm. building maintenance, and now we got the escape building, you know, escape rooms. We're working those a little bit. Yeah. You know, we're opening the Mythos Museum. Uh, that opened last weekend. Um, so, yeah, we got, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're definitely always busy. But those yeah. other events are going to be now year round. Are they going to be year round or are or they just, just Or just seasonal? during the season? Uh, the uh, uh, the Mythos and the escape rooms are year round. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we got to talk about what the new museum is all about because i know a lot of our listeners are going to really dig this you got to explain this mythos yeah mythos is is pretty cool we Mm -hmm. we actually teamed up with mythos which is steve ship Mm -hmm. Uh, majority of the stuff in the museum came out of his basement his living room we're talking we got dinosaur bones we got funeral parlor mortician stuff we got uh a mini dream cruise. We got, uh, f- he had like 400 vintage Halloween masks in his basement. Oh, cool. Um, we got Bigfoot stuff. We have a petrified leprechaun, a chupacabra <laughs> skull. We got, uh, you know, p- you know, piranha fish, you know, uh, I mean, just a little bit of everything. And it's just very cool because as people are coming through, everybody gravitates to something else. My kids, you know, they're fascinated by the muckworms, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, My parents love the mini dream cruise, all these miniature car stuff. Uh, You know, the mayor of Pontiac, he really liked the dinosaur bones, you know. I mean, it's it's just crazy. There's something for everybody. There's something for everybody, and everything's fascinating. Right, so it's just like a little museum of oddities. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love and that. And again, that's open all year long. Did I get that right? Or did I? Uh, it, it will be. We're still out. working out the yeah. year-round hours. Mm-hmm. You know, we haven't quite figured that out. We mm-hmm. just opened up last weekend. So now it's, uh, you know, but it will be kind of, right now it will be mimicking the hours of Erebus. Okay. And there's the escape rooms, the Erebus Escape you were talking about, too. Erebus Escape is open Thursday through Saturday. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got uh, five escape rooms, but our, our philosophy on escape rooms like a little bit different. Yeah, you ever see a movie Total Recall with Arnold? Yeah, yeah. hell yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, you know, go on your lunch break, get some implant, you know, you know, memories of a yeah. vacation in your head. <laughs> so that was our thought. Why just do an escape room? We can be something else. You can be someone else. You know, mm-hmm. you can be an escape artist and get out of prison. You can be the top cop, solve the crime. You can be Indiana Jones and find a temple of doom. So that was kind of our philosophy of mm-hmm. doing something a little more immersive, you know? Yeah. It's, you know, you know, like the uh, body of evidence, top cop one, takes place inside of a funeral home. It's nothing scary, but... That one there, I, I think we got four or five bodies in there, you know. Uh, you know, but the cool thing is the the embalming table, the surgical lamp, the two drawer body cooler mm-hmm. came out of uh, an insane asylum in Midland. Okay. The cabinets over there came out of the Bi County Hospital at Ten Mile and Chainer. So that's all real morgue stuff. Mm-hmm. It's all real funeral parlor stuff. Oh, wow. uh, I mean, it's it's it's, it's pretty slick. Looking. So like that's awesome attention to detail. It's not just cheap stuff. You go find it like Spirit Halloween, and set it up, and call it like good. You <laughs> no, know? we you know yeah. we are professional salvage guys. Yeah. Man. We 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 search this stuff out. You know, is that what is that what's in a lot of the the attraction too, like Erebus, like trying to make everything feel as like 
I don't know, real as possible and like. You know, you know it, it is, you know, it's kind of a, it's a collaboration of everything. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like at one point in time, you know, there was probably almost 100 haunts within 50 miles of it. Oh, sure. And that's very difficult to compete with because you go to, you know, the trade show, you see something really cool. Mm-hmm. You can't buy it because 25 other guys yes. are going to have it. And then yes. we're just like everybody else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I told my guys, oh, we can't do that. We can't be like everybody else. How do you make something different? How do you create something? And Jim and I have been very innovating in the haunted house industry. Like mm-hmm. if you go to a haunted house, if you ever see a swamp, we're the guys that created the swamp that almost every haunted house across the nation are using now. Cool. Um, yeah. So it's, it's stuff like that. I mean, yeah. but that swamp took us four months to figure out. Cause you, know, you think about it. My guy just drew a picture of a guy walking through a swamp. Go, yeah, let's build it. But how do you create resistance? Mm-hmm. Like you're walking through water. Right. How do you make something look like water, mm-hmm. you know, without getting wet, without destroying people's clothes. And, mm-hmm. you know, so, I mean, you had to break down each of those elements and, you know, we created the airbags for resistance. We mm-hmm. brought the lasers that you saw at a, a rock show that you see, like the clouds. Yeah. We brought those down low to give that swirling effect for like the swamp, you know, okay. uh, you know all that kind of stuff. So, and then you put some foam on the floor to get that. Yeah. You know, sucking off your shoe. Feel, off your you shoe. Know? Yeah. 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 Now I kind of want to so go. Get this one. <laughs> I'm still going to be freaked out. We're going to go now. I know we're going to go this year. I'm going to be all like, oh, I don't like, see, this is the thing that I, I guess don't. The, the, thing I, the, the thing that makes it weird for us is we've, just, we've dealt with the paranormal for so many years. Um, obviously, this is really neat stuff. Um, this is, I, I dare I say it's foreign to us to a certain degree because we're, we're, I guess the idea, you know, we've seen plenty of movies, which a lot of this I think does tie into that. What you guys are doing as you're talking about this and I'm going, well, these guys are their special effects. That's what you're doing. You're special effects producers. Um, but you know, instead of having people film it and get a shot, you know, scene shot, you're making people go through it themselves. So it's a whole different game. I, think. I would love to make a movie. Cause you know what? You got to do something one time and make yeah. it look good once. Yeah. I got no, you got to keep it going for yeah. a month got, and a half. Well, plus I got to redo it every 60 seconds. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you can't just like blow up a wall and go, oh, so it's man, a much more good. difficult job then. Now, really you know is. what? Everything has to be repeatable. repeatable. Yeah. Like uh, we thought about, we have a thing in there called buried alive. Put you in a room, slam the door behind you, fill it up six feet six, bury you alive. How long can you hold your breath? Mm-hmm. And we're literally putting you in a room and filling it up. And when it fills up, you know, every other negative space gets filled and you can't move. And if you're claustrophobic, you are in trouble. Yeah. Uh, but it's 42 seconds. So I got to think, okay. So that's, why, that's why I haven't went. <laughs> it's that stuff I can't deal it's with. It's 42 <laughs> seconds. And it, we literally had to build three of them so we could process everybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. But everything is timing and mechanisms and thinking about how do you how do you get people through. I mean, we come up with some great ideas to scare people, but mm-hmm. is it repeatable? Yeah, and it has to be. And it has to yeah, it has to have good logistics. It has to it has to make sense. And yeah, yeah, as you say, how so everyone can be processed basically. Yeah, and in a haunt, there's a whole philosophy. You know, you, you know, people don't think about it, but when somebody's scared backwards. That screws everything up, man. That's when you get the conga lines and people are complaining. Oh, you know. So the you know actor's job is to scare people and forward, keep them moving, and yeah. keep moving Always along, scare them forward, yeah. kind of thing, you know, and that kind of stuff. It's one of the things I know, and I think I'm getting some of this from you right now. Um, you know, you guys have been doing this obviously for a very long time. We've established that. I'm curious. Maybe just let's just take uh, Erebus for example. From the time you started Erebus up until this day, um, I'm curious. You know maybe like what change like well let, let's say like the clientele 
let's start with that, right? How do you think the client, and this is no- People's expectations. You know, well, yeah, maybe what people's expectations are, or even how the, the, the clientele are. How were they like 20 years ago as opposed to today, do you think? Um, 20 years ago, it was a little rougher. <laughs> I mean, you okay. know, I mean I, yeah, it was, it was pretty rough 20 years ago. But the- uh, clients hasn't changed they keep really? you know kind of keep you know because you think about it you know 10 years ago mm-hmm. the five they were five years old now they're 15 mm-hmm. so i always got a new batch coming up mm-hmm. um it seems like you know some people when they get a little older they don't you know they back off a little bit yeah it's yeah. uh i look at it as it's almost a graduation because mm-hmm. once you you can only trick or treat for so long, right. but what do you do after that? You still yeah. want to celebrate Halloween. Yeah. Your choices are either to go to Halloween parties or haunted houses. Haunted houses are the, yeah. you know, haunted houses and hayrides. It's almost a, a rite of passage kind of thing. It it's is. a tradition. You have to do it. It is. It's Halloween time, you know? Growing up, that's all we did every year. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't think the clients have changed, but they're, because of movies nowadays yes. and the graphicness of stuff and video mm-hmm. games, you know? You know, you have to kind of, how do we take it to the next level? How do we become more immersive? Mm -hmm. You know, you can't do, you know, what some of the haunts, such as the JCs and stuff, Mm -hmm. did way back when, where you just throw some black walls and here we go, you know, now. Put somebody's head in a bowl and. Oh, I mean. (laughs) That freaked me out when I was a kid. The head in the bowl, that gag just blew me away. That freaked me out every single time. But yeah, no, (laughs) now I'm like, well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, to your point, you know, technology wise too. That's another thing I was thinking about. Like, you know. Again, 20 years ago, and you just pointed that out. Like, yes, some of the movies that are out now. And, you know, I've said this before on this show. I used to, I I still like horror. I still like watching horror movies. But some of this stuff's gotten to a point where I don't have the stomach for it anymore. Like, I can't deal with this. Maybe it's just because I'm older now and my nerves are shot. And I don't, I just, I don't have the iron gut I used to have. Um, But you just said that, that that's, there's that idea where how do you keep up with something like that? And I guess, how do you, is there, is there technology that you guys can apply to that? Or is there just, just being innovative, like you said before too, it's just having different crafty ideas. No, there's all all kinds of technology, pneumatics Mm -hmm. and, you know, you know, we're the guys that kind of created pneumatic puppetry. So not only just pneumatics, but now Mm -hmm. you can put a guy behind it to help control it, to give it more lifelike feelings. You know, Mm -hmm. you got, uh, there's just a ton of stuff out there and. The it's really even hard for us to keep up with it. You know, it's it's almost like social media. Like, oh my oh, god! Yeah. I mean, whoosh, over my head, you know. <laughs> you no, know? and you only have a small window to apply this and get it right in too. Like, you don't have all year to to, or you don't have a larger window. It seems like to keep working these ideas out, you got to get it right in a small window. It seems like to me. Yep. If we screw up, yeah, I got to wait a year to make it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they, it's kind of funny because, uh, like, actors. It's always been very tough to get actor type people to act in the haunted house yes because they want to do yeah. one line good one time right and they don't want to hurt their voice but if you think about it if you're an actor and you want to try improv you get up on stage and you blow it you got to wait till next time you're yeah. on stage yeah. in a haunted house you blow it you got 60 seconds a new group yeah. coming yeah. through let's do it again let's yeah. try something different and you can really work on your craft mm-hmm. By doing different things and saying different things, and you'd have to be loud and monstrous. You can be quiet and creepy and just you know eerie. I mean, you can try all kinds of different you know events, and you know it's uh, there's a lot of different aspects in the haunted house. I mean, between the acting and the building and electronics and the mm-hmm. 
No, I mean, everything we have to do is so, pretty, pretty so amazing. That, I got. I want to ask about the staff. So, do you tend to hire the same people every year? Do yeah. you have like a core yeah. group that come back and do a lot of the more technical um, things in the house, or do you end up getting like brand new people every year? The technical stuff is the base crew. Okay. And then the actors are the guys acting, and you know we have a base that comes back. But an actor's lifespan is usually, you know. Four or five years, and then it seems like real life kind of gets in the right. way. Yeah. Uh, but we do have actors that've been there for ten, twelve, fifteen years. You wow. know, I mean, it's once it gets under your skin, it's it's fun being scared. It's a lot of funner scaring I think, people. I think I I think I would have fun doing that because I get anxiety walking through those things because I'm like. Okay, someone's gonna pop out. Someone's gonna do something. Okay, and you're just waiting the whole time. Like I don't know what to anticipate. But like sitting there in a room, I would love to watch all of the reactions that people have. It would that would be a blast. It's also very cool because you get to let your alter ego out. Yeah. I mean, I've seen people that were quiet and timid. And all of a sudden, you give them a chainsaw, and they're like, ah, ready to yeah. rip your head off. And it's like, oh, my God, what happened to that guy? And then he goes on break, and he's, he's quiet and timid again. Yeah. Um, yeah. But i also seen people that were, you know, uh, you know, disabled, you know, yeah. they, you know, they, uh, you know, lost a hand or something yeah. Yeah. and, you know, very shy and holding it, you know, putting it down. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time they were able to make that a bloody stump oh, and stick yeah. it in your yep. face. And you yep. know what? They, and they walked out, you know, at the end of the season, they're not covering it up anymore. They're walking. They're more pr- they're proud about it. It's therapeutic. Yeah. And you, yeah. In fact, we had a group out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a brain study. But not only were they looking at the customers going through, but they put a brain thing on the actor's head mm-hmm. before and after costume. And there was actually a, a change in the brain waves once you become that character uh-huh. and that, that person, that persona. Uh-huh. And it, it's, it's pretty amazing. Because I, I, I know when I dress up, I'm like, yeah, it's not me no more. Oh, yeah. you're, you're somebody you're, you get to be who, are, and yeah. that's that's the coolest thing about Halloween. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the best things about Halloween is you get to dress up and be whoever and whatever you want to be, yeah. and nobody will criticize you, mm-hmm. condemn you. Man, you're just that's the best toilet I've ever seen in your whole life. <laughs> oh my God, look at that guy! And you want, and they're gonna laugh and have fun with yeah. you. You don't get that in in everyday life. You know, I never I never thought about this, but that mental aspect you were talking about with some of the performers, the actors. <clears throat> there's a there's a there's some artists that I I follow, um, and one of the things they do, part of their art, and it's more or less it's sound. I won't call it music. It's just sound. It's just noise, basically. And one of the things these guys have done over the years is they've worked with mental patients. They work with people who are in sanitariums. And they've talked to them and they agreed to do this. And they basically do what, what we would call now, they were doing this 20 years ago, they call it scream therapy. And these people, they would take these people and they would find some good acoustics and let these people just completely come unraveled and just scream therapy. And they would record it, <laughs> right? And that's part of the art. And they all agreed to this. And a lot of these people, because I've studied this band for a long time, uh, a lot of these people come out the other end going, this really helped. Like, I'm really, I feel better about things What band now. is this? Um, a band called Stalag, oh. <laughs> very obscure, okay. weird band. It's those terrifying stuff. You'll, huh. it's, it's all screaming. Are they from the U.S.? Nah, they're it. It's completely. They don't. Nobody even knows who these people are. Their their identities are. They're, they're from other bands, from other you know metal stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but their identities are completely unknown. But it just made me think about like like you know it's the same type of idea I think where you can let somebody kind of unru- you know. You know, perform to a certain degree. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like 
you know, we used to do soapbox derby as a kid. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you got to drive that straight line. You know, drive the straight line. Drive the straight line. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to drive the straight line unless you learn how the car is going to react, and you have to change lanes. Mm-hmm. You know, go left, go right, go left, go right. It's now drive the straight lines. Yeah. If you, you know, so if you just drive the straight line, it's impossible to do. But if you as long as you know how to navigate, you can hold that line. You know, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. So what prompted someone to come and do a study? And was that the only study done at your place, right. or have there been others? Actually, we had uh, Beaumont come out. No they, way, the hospital system? Yep, and the guy did a system, and he put heart monitors on people, and, you know, they did a study, and they, they actually, going through Erebus was equal to a cardiac, you know, or, you know no. a, a workout. Like, you're working out. Your heart's getting up oh there. Oh, my and God. It's like you've been working out. I believe that. I believe that. Oh, no. Especially because how long does well, it take someone to go through the whole thing? It's just over a half mile walk inside the building. Okay. So it depends how fast you're running and things are coming at you. You know, mm. it's 35, 45 minutes. See, that's a long time. That's a long time it's to be like. a long time when things are coming after yes! you, you know? So, okay. I have to ask the obvious. You've probably had throughout all of these years, someone go, I'm out. I'm out. Like, what do you do when someone starts to panic? They're not yeah. into it. And you need to remove them from the attraction. Because I'm sure it's happened. It's an awesome question. We keep track of that. You know, we actually have a board up there. It started as a chalkboard. Now it's an official wimp board. <laughs> <laughs> Last year, we, we keep track of the, the, the year at hand. Yeah. And then from the you know, inception in 2000. Mm-hmm. Last year, we hit 10,000 wimps. We had 10,000 people wimp out. No. Like, so, a, so how far do they tend to get through? Do you have data on that? Like when's when's the cutoff point that most people seem to go? Nope. Uh, you know what? It's the first. It's the first little bit. Is it? Okay. Yeah. They're just not built for it. They're not built. For They're just it. not. So, built so for we it. average, we average, you know, uh, somewhere between three fifty and five hundred people a year wimp out. Okay. And then we well, wait have, ten thousand. You said that's that's your total number. Ten thousand. Actually, we're at I think we're at ten thousand twenty nine right now because you know this year we ended up last year at ten thousand and two. I told my wow. guys, you hit ten thousand, I'll buy y'all jackets. Yeah. <laughs> and, they were, they, and they were trying hard. And they got the, they got the jackets, man. Well, it's you know I've seen this happen. Um, I've actually seen this happen in like you know haunted locations we visited over the years. Places we've went with groups of people to check stuff out and you know try to collect evidence and whatnot. I've actually seen the same thing happen to people. We've we've been to certain places where people got in there for a few minutes, and it's the same thing as what you, what you guys are doing too. It's a mental thing, you know. Sure. For you know when you're in, I'm sure you've seen some of the TV shows and stuff like that. Um, it's not nearly that exciting, by the way. It's much more boring than the TV shows are. Uh, but some people, it gets to their mind. They let their mind get the best of them, and they can't handle it. And I've actually had to see people get walked out of buildings the same way. And these were not haunted houses, so to yeah. say. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of what making of the monster is for. Mm-hmm. for like you. You mm-hmm. said, you're. Oh, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Come on out. No actors. Mm-hmm. See what it's about. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of that, 80% of those people said, I think I'll come and check it out with the actors. Well, you can appreciate the art then, too. 20% yeah. say, yeah, no know. way in hell I ain't coming here. It yeah. doesn't matter. You so that's know? where I would be at. And I know if if, if I do that, I'm gonna, I would like to do that first. I would, Because then too. I can appreciate the art of what's going on there and what you guys have what you guys have built over all these years. Uh, and then, yeah, kick my ass. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, I can deal with that. Then that's cool. Um, I do want to come back to this because we've, we've been kind of touching on this a little bit. We were talking about this earlier. Is this idea of scary, you know, scaring people right we, we touched on that for a minute and i really want to veer back to that for a second because i mean 
you were talking about the idea of a car going forward, you know, and, and you know, that's perception. I mentioned hypervigilance earlier. Okay. Is that the ideas that you guys really want to try to, I mean, I guess talking about the future maybe a little bit. Like, I mean, what is the future of, of haunted houses like this? Is it going to be more this visceral type of mental thing that you're talking about? Like with that idea? It's, it's, it's everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's your... You know, how do you how do how can I go and you know people are claustrophobic? Mm-hmm. I need to look at that a little bit. Afraid of heights, mm-hmm. afraid of spiders. Mm-hmm. You know uh, all the fears you got. I mean, it, there's you look at that and and just that car thing. Mm-hmm. I just know that got my my heart racing yeah, every I've time sa- it happens. I've done the same know? thing too. I've done it myself. But it took me five years to figure out how to make that work. But it's cool because I mean, I literally almost showing this lady how to do this or how it works. And even told her what was going to happen. She almost fell over. She had to grab her husband because she was falling over just from the the perception, the perception, the perception of it. Of it. That's all, and that's really all it is. Perception to me is everything. Yeah, you know, and that's to me. I mean, yeah, I, we know the classic haunted house. And again, I'm not speaking as any type of expert here. You're the expert. Um, you know, the classic haunted house was, yeah, you know, you know, like you were saying, put put some walls up and you know, put a head in the bowl or, or something like that, have it talk to you and freak you out. But it seems like, I mean, clearly in the last couple of decades, it has, you guys have been, have been, you know, taking it to the next level like that with this idea of perception. Uh, you I know think. what? It's, uh, yeah. How can I get in your head? Yeah. I mean, clowns never bothered me. I never no, had a problem with clowns, of clowns in my life. Nope. But you know what? We People can, hate them. We can give you some scary clowns. If the clown ain't going to scare you, the effect will scare you that the clown is working with. You know, so, I mean, we got a lot, you know, kind yeah. of going back and forth. So how do you do a little bit of both? I never got the clown thing, honestly. I, it's a thing. I mean, I get it. Like, it's there was a list. I don't know. There's that. Now, there's that. There's, there's yes. a big list of, like, the top things that scare, scare people. And honestly, clowns was, like, within the top 20. Of all the things on this planet, clown, What? It's it's a weird phenomenon how that ever like happened and shaped it. It's not it's a thing now. Like now there's a, now there is that. Speaking of you know not to go down the the movie route, but there is that movie uh, Terrifier. I don't think you've seen it, Amber. No, but you that's a creepy clown. Now, that is rowdy. That is a rowdy. That dude flick, is a couple of rowdy. But flicks. it and that is I mean, really it. creepy looking. That's a creepy looking clown. It was creepy. Like the most recent Art, inc- incarnation well, yeah, of recent, it. Yeah, it. I thought like Art who, the clown from Terrifier. He is really that's a creepy setup. That's unsettling to look at that dude. Uh, but I know people. I have a couple of friends personally. One I know from college that when we were in school together, if he saw a clown, he would literally freeze up. He would literally freeze up, and we'd have to break him loose and get him out of the situation. We have him a couple of times. He is so deathly afraid of clowns, um, and we never he, he never we never found out why. He so never told us. When you, you've been running a haunted house for all it's these weird. years, what scares you? Not too much. <laughs> you know what? They, they try. You know what? It's funny because my inners might jump, but my body doesn't react. And my guys yeah. are always trying to get me. My my son is my son's 12 now. He's trying really hard, too. Uh, but uh, no, not too much. I mean, we've seen, yeah, I've seen a lot of it. I'm used to it. I, I love being scared, though. I mean, it's yeah. kind of hard to. I'm hard to scare and I'm hard to make laugh too. Yeah. But I like doing both. I mean, yeah. I love a good nightmare. I wake up, oh my God, that was, that was cool. God, you, you, are, you, you are, you are built for this. You are built for this. Seriously, with the last name, well, I think you're, you're built for this. I think you're battle tested though. You've been doing this for yeah. 44 years. I think. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've, uh, we've, you know, we, I've seen a lot. Nightmares can give you ideas though too. Stephen King has said some of his books have come from his dreams and his nightmares and then he just puts it out there in existence HR, and it's HR a Giger, the artist said the same thing. Yeah. He said a lot of the stuff he painted came from his nightmares. And, and you know what? I'm uh 
I solve my problems in my nightmares. Do I got, you really? I got, oh yeah, solutions come to come to mind. In fact, I was just telling my guys about a display we need to build next year. I go, man, just thought I, I came to this. My even in my brain, my brain's going, well, how you gonna fix that? How you gonna make that happen? Mm -hmm. Oh, we can do this and this and this. And yeah, it's 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 pretty amazing. You I take love your it. work to bed, also. I see. Yeah. Well, we <laughs> we, we, we live it, we eat it, we sleep it, we, mm -hmm. we drink it. Yeah, twenty four seven. Now, well, go ahead. I was gonna say, why do you think people? are interested in being scared. There is so much awful stuff on this planet. We just <laughs> went through a pandemic. You know, you could get into a car accident at any moment. Um, the whole thing with like, you know, school shooters and just all this bonkers stuff. But then you get people that love to come to something and be terrified deliberately. To be terrified in a safe and sane environment. There it's kind of like me. I, you know, that nightmare did scare me. Oh yeah, it got me, man. It yeah. got me good, but I wake up and I go, I'm safe. Yeah. That was pretty cool, man. It got me good, man. So you come to a haunted house, it's a safe and sane environment. You're going to make it out. Yeah, Everybody, right. you know, It's a roller coaster. It's the same idea. 98% of the people make it out. The other 2%, we, you know. <laughs> They're, on the They're on the wimp board. <laughs> They're on the wimp board. <laughs> now, I understand also that there are some more in our line of work here. Uh, the, the, the building obviously in Pontiac, there's been some reports of, of paranormal, there've been some paranormal reports. There's been some stories from what I understand. Like real stuff? Yeah. Well, I, oh. well, I, well, I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. Can, can you shed some light on that? We did. We can't. We had some guys want to come out years ago from the lower peninsula, peninsula paranormal investigators. Mm. And they said they wanted to come out after our busiest night. I'm like, oh, man. It's, so they're coming out at like 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning. Hmm. Yeah. Because they said the, stir, you know, the spirits are all High stirred energy. up. Yeah. High energy, yeah. And, you know, my nephew was around and I was living in the building. I go, Zach, I go, you stay up with these guys. I'm going to bed. <laughs> so I went to bed. Zach's downstairs. And there's a, you know, we always heard there's a rumor that somebody passed away in the basement prior to our. Yeah. You are taking over the building, but it's in the boiler room, a room that we never touched. There's still 10,000 pounds of coal down there. The old boilers are rusted out, uh -huh. you know, and this guy's pillow and his blanket are still in the corner. Um, yeah, I mean, there's two inches of dirt and grime down there, you know, uh, and so they took flashlight and they put it over there and they're going for 45 minutes. We're going, turn off the flashlight, turn off the flashlight. And Zach kind of got pissed off. He goes, turn off the flashlight. <laughs> and it went off. Ooh. And they go, oh, he's talking to you. He's talking to you. He's talking to you. Tell him to turn it back on. So for 20 minutes, he said, turn it on. Turn it off. Turn mm -hmm. it on. He goes, Uncle Ed. He goes, I'd call bullshit. Okay. But he goes, that was my flashlight. Okay. Uh, so he so knew it wasn't rigged or anything. There was nothing rigged on it. It was his flashlight. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they did that. I guess uh, it was part of the... The speaking part, you know, where that they you were able to record. Yeah, the EVP. EVP yeah. analysis. Yeah. You know, they had you know, one spire's going, Ed, Ed. And I was sleeping. It's not good the, for you. I was sleeping <laughs> on the other side of the wall at the time. That was on the third floor. Um, so we had Channel 4 come out. They yeah. did their investigation. And okay. we took all that information that they found, the other guys, and we shipped it out to California. And we ended up being on uh, My Ghost Story, episode okay. 63. Okay. Right. So, you know, we're on that one. Um, we recently had a guy's come out, uh, Ghost Hunters, I believe. Um, okay. That was a little while back. And I think that was between their shows. I don't think I ever got back on the show. That was like COVID time hit. Yeah. Uh, but they did that. They took like a Connects 
and put it on their iPad. Mm-hmm. So when they looked at you, it turned you into a stick figure. Yep. So I was standing there, and one of the girls are standing there, and it turned her into a stick figure. And we're looking, and I'm leaning over their shoulders, and I'm watching, wow, what's going on? What's going on? And uh, all of a sudden, the temperature thing goes down a little bit, and all of a sudden, here comes two stick figures. And I'm looking, you can see them on the iPad. Yeah. And they're coming forward, and there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. Um, one floated away, the other proceeded to like pet her hair. That's I trippy. Mean, I've seen oh, people yeah. use that same. Some people, there's actual software out there that's been developed for that. I've met some people that kind of wrote their own stuff for that same application. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, you see stuff on the screen, and like you were saying, it's like a stick figure. It, it try. It'll make. It'll make a very rough. I you know rough frame. What could of be something a it's picking it's up? Something it's picking yeah. up. It's detecting. Right. That's what it does. That's what the software that's does. Trippy. Well, um, you know, and it's thinking about that. I never even thought about that until talking to you tonight, Ed. And that would be a really interesting place to try to, I guess, you know, once you get past it, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's entertainment, right? Sure. Right. Um, you know, that would be a place that would be interesting to investigate like that because there is just a dump of energy there. And that's everything we, at least what I believe is a lot of this stuff is energy. That's what it is. And when you have thousands of people going through the same building and we would call it a psychic sponge, that kind of idea. It's, oh. you know, it's, and they're all screaming and yeah, yelling all, and yeah, sweating. You basically yep. have a, you're, yeah. you're, you have a 10,000 square foot psychic sponge that you're sitting on, basically. I mean, and obviously there's been some interesting stuff that's happened as a result of that. So I never oh, you, thought. You, you talk to my guys, they got all kinds of stories, man. They, they're just, you know, you know, they hear, my wife is from Thailand. One time they were doing a little investigation. I went mm-hmm. down with my wife. Oh, let's go check it out. And all of a sudden this woman goes, oh my God, just an apparition from the waist up. I turned around, whoa. Because I can't ha- afford to have my wife being scared of living in this building, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I turned right around and took her back upstairs. Because yeah. in Thailand, they'll build a, a house, a ghost house, before they build the house. Oh. And the ghost house is supposed to house a good ghost to keep all the yeah. bad ghosts away. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, they, they truly believe in ghosts like that. And uh, I'm like, oh. No, I can't. I can't. Have my wife freaking out. No, I can. I, yeah, I can understand that. Uh, but that's really what that idea, though. I find that fascinating. It really is. It's a psychic sponge you guys are kind of sitting on. Uh, again, from that, from this, that dump of energy that people are leaving there every night. Oh, we got you know, we got you know, real human skeletons. We got the wicker baskets that were used for body bags prior to ba- body bags being used. So how many bodies were actually in those yeah. wicker baskets? You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So then all the paranormal people would be like, ooh, attachments with those objects. Like there could be something That's with, idea. with all yeah. of the stuff that you get and sell, like salvage and put together. Like there's something being left, you know, collectively brought in from just these objects alone. Because there's a lot of people that believe there's some kind of substance to the idea of a haunted object or that it can bring something into a building or whatever. I collect a bunch of old stuff. I always have. I have a ton of old Ouija boards. So I don't know if I buy it, but... I, it it seems like it could it be viable. It looks cool, though. It looks cool. Well, of course it looks I'm, cool. I'm very apprehensive. Mm-hmm. But I'll be honest, I've called the police, and we've actually had the canine units, units come out, because I swear if somebody's in my building, mm. I mean, 100%. Yeah. And there's nobody. Wow. How I old mean, is that building? Do you know how old the building is? It was, it was built in uh, 28 is when they pulled the permits, mm-hmm. 1928. All right. And then, like I said, the, the, the depression hit and they mm-hmm. stopped building it. Okay. 
And one quick question about I was thinking about too when you guys did buy that because what I read obviously is it was being kind of used at the time as like a like an indoor junkyard. Am I correct? Indoor junkyard full of old Cadillac stuff from the 30s to the 60s. Some of that stuff was still wrapped up with original paper. And 98 was pre-internet. Yeah. So they scrapped it. Oh, Oh, man. They went through 40, 40-yard dumpsters, and they were getting $400 a dumpster and scrap steel. And they just, just filled them up. Just think about it. 40, 40 yard dumpsters of Cadillac parts. You know, you're talking millions and millions of dollars in Cadillac parts. But you know what? There was so much. Yeah. It was just full. I mean, it was just packed full of stuff. And they they took all the the full cars or mostly, you know, cars. But I mean, just Cadillac. I I, I had a a 63 and a 52 Cadillac hearses. Mm -hmm. And I was able to, you know, I I grabbed a couple extra bumpers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Just because, you know, yeah, yeah, just to have them, yeah, yeah. Speaking of leaving stuff behind, it's one thing we I had written down here too. <laughs> I have to ask you this directly. Sure. What are some of the most interesting things you guys have in your lost and found? Because clearly, people, <laughs> all the thousands of people you have going through there, people, I'm sure they drop stuff. You know, I'm sure you've found found plenty of smartphones on the floor. Oh uh, man, smartphones, paychecks, wallets, IDs, credit cards. My my couple of my favorite things. I have a a size 11 Nike green suede. I'm guessing it has to be at least 150 bucks worth. Size 11? Uh-huh. That's a 180-pound dude at least. Yeah, yeah. He left with no shoes. He didn't lose one. He left with both off. How does that? And how ne- do you not go back uh, in how and go? go never, your shoes? It never came back in. That's what gets me. This is, this is stuff that people didn't pick up. I have three showcases full of lost and found stuff. And I got boxes and boxes more because I can't fit it all in these showcases. <laughs> and this is the stuff that people didn't pick up. My other prized possessions, we were actually rebuilding a wall one time. Yeah. And we found some dentures, some oh teeth. Oh, my God. Or, you know, like a, Maybe not dentures, but like a bridge or whatever where it's, it has like six teeth on there. Oh, my God. And so somebody screamed so loud, their teeth went flying out, out, and they just kept going. And they were my guys wanted to throw it out. Oh, don't throw it out. Put it in lost and found. Yeah. <laughs> well, that and that just gets goes back to what we were talking about a couple of minutes ago about this idea of of a fright of a haunt. It seems like it, I like to think that if my denture shot out, if I had dentures, I would go back at some point. I would during, be like, like, "Hey guys, listen, yeah. right around right around this area," or like, "Hey, you know." But you, I guess, you don't want to be that person to like, you know. <laughs> I it's look at it as like being pride. in a shop, a grocery shopping line. You don't <laughs> want to be that person the whole, like you were talking about, like, scare them forward, scare them forward, not scare them backwards, scare them forward. You don't want to be that person holding up the line, I guess. I lost you my teeth. <laughs> you know what, though? There was this woman, she showed up there, and she she didn't look like she belonged there. It must have been date night. She had a nice you know, black dress on with a red patent leather yeah. belt, red patent leather shoes, a red patent leather purse. Yeah. And somewhere in the haunted house, she's going, Wah! and threw her purse up in the air okay. and continued through the haunted house. And my guy saw that, went and had to go and pick up all her stuff, put it back in her purse. Yeah, yeah. She didn't realize she lost her purse 
until she saw the guy at the end of the haunted house holding it, wow. waiting for her. Wow. She had no idea that she had it in her hand and it was gone. And that's just getting in someone's head, I yeah. think. You're that distracted, that like fretful, that you're like, don't even know that your wallet, everything's just been like, which is like to me, like, that's the most important. That's like, that's you. That's everything you have on you. That's your your most important possessions you have. It's your right, your your identification. And oh, there we go. We got a visitor now. Uh, That to me, like, that's getting really into someone's head. Rollins. That's that's, that's like fight or flight. That's that's exactly where it is. We we managed to get through the entire show, I think, without a cat jumping on the table, and <gasps> Rollins just had to make himself known. Yep. He was sitting. He's been so good he's the whole time. He's been so polite. He's been sitting over here next to me. I've just been petting his little head. He's yep. been over here really polite, yep. little gentleman. Okay. Yeah, but no, that's again that that goes to that's a credit to you guys, I think. I mean that that is that people will get that scared that they will literally leave a pair of shoes there, their teeth. <laughs> And then you know, their teeth. And that's, that's a big dude. That's what I like about it. It's not. It's not an infant. It's a size no. of yeah. That's that. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Um, I can't thank you enough. Uh, this really, this has been an honor. Like I said, because I've heard stories about your your haunted house for years and years and years now. Without going there and finally getting to actually just you know after hearing all these stories, getting to talk to you, this has just been something else. It's been it's been amazing. I can't thank you enough. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. I appreciate you having me out. Yes. And we're gonna be giving away tickets. Yes. So we have, what do we got, Scott? We got tickets. You got four tickets for Erebus, four tickets for Making of the Monster, yes. and four tickets for Mythos. Yep. Yeah. So our local friends here, the yes. people that listen to our show locally here, we got four of each. Yep. And we're going to figure this out for, for a giveaway here because we just got these from, from Ed here a few minutes, well, before we started recording here. Uh, we're going to set this up. We'll figure something out here tonight. Yeah. We'll keep, we'll, yeah. So you'll you'll hear this. And then we're going to give it like a few days and then keep yeah. an eye on the socials. Yeah, keep an eye on the socials because we're going to give four. It's four of each. And so I get to. we're going to give an opportunity to, like it doesn't all have to be social because I know some people out there are like, screw social networks, we don't use them. Yeah. So we'll also have like, there'll be an opportunity to try and contact us through good old-fashioned email too to, Absolutely. to become a winner. Ed, um, yeah, um, we'll, we'll probably be seeing you now. Awesome. We we have to do so. I think we have to get out You know what, I got some tickets just for you guys, man, Oh my so God. come on out. Oh, you're we're going to have to film us. it. And oh maybe God. no, we're not going to film we're gonna it. We're going to have to. Are, you, well, is, is, are people allowed to? That's a that's an interesting I mean, question uh, too. Are people allowed to walk through there with their with their their? No, because they're going to drop them, and I got to yeah. go find oh, them. Yeah. So no, we we don't allow any filming. Understand um, that? Yeah. Just you know, come by, enjoy the show. Put your, put your camera in your put your phone uh, away for a change in a zip pocket or a nice pocket, not a hoodie pocket, because everything falls out of a hoodie pocket. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Thank you again, Ed. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me out. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Ghostly Talk. <laughs>